last week I talked about the fact that um, I really struggled this month with what to preach. And, and I, 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 I really did. And I went through an experience, and, and God kind of led me to this whole dynamic of spiritual warfare. Folks, after this week, could there be a better subject? I laughed. Not, not laugh at, but laugh with. These, all these news people are like, we just can't figure out why this God took these weapons and shot all these people. The only problem is they didn't call me to ask. Okay? Folks, you need to understand this. And everybody listens. If you don't hear nothing else, listen to this. Anything not under the lordship of Jesus Christ is under the domination of the evil one. The church, the 60 years I've been alive, has been fighting against that. We kind of want there to be a gray area where people can do and say and be whatever they want and they're still okay. I want you to understand something. Anything not under the kingship or lordship or domination or dominion of Jesus Christ is under the domination of Satan. There is no no gray. I don't know where this gray came from. It's where too many people who go to church live. Well, what do I feel like doing today? Are you a Christian? Yeah. Well, then you do what Jesus tells you to do today. (laughs) You You have to wonder. It's in the book. And what you don't understand about the book, you got the person of God's Holy Spirit. He will teach you. If you're not there, let me let you on a secret. You're not a Christian. You're under the domination of the evil one. Are you hearing what I'm saying? This young man, middle-aged man, whatever he was, that took those guns and shot down on those people was under the domination of the evil one. Do you know how many people have come to me in 40 years of ministry and looked at me and said, I don't know why I did that. No, I'm serious. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe it. And I'm like, Oh, dear brother, let me explain it to you. Oh, but I'm a Christian. But that area of your life was cancer. It was under the domination and rule and instruction of the devil. That's why you did it. See, I'm real tired of this. I'm real tired of church that wants to tone me down. I like a good scrap. Try to tone me down. I'm serious. I don't want these young ones to come up wondering. I want these young ones to come up seeing and knowing what love and holiness is. Not this mishmash of, well, I don't like them. They didn't. No, shut up. The, get saved and get right. You're so harsh. You ain't seen harsh. Wait till you die and go to judgment. 
You think I'm harsh. Oh, you're too black and white. God is light and darkness. There ain't no gray. Amen? Gray lukewarmness makes him sick. You know why it makes him sick? Because he knows it destroys your life. It destroys your life. Girls, do we have Ephesians 6, 10? Finally, be strong in your own abilities and your own power and your own wisdom. Please hear me. There's too many people. You don't have to say no. You listen, that's right. No, I'm serious. There's a lot of folks that call themselves Christians and they do not work in the power and the wisdom and word of God. They work within a context of something they kind of made up in the figment and fragment of their imagination. Amen? Kids, it's what God says. Amen? Right there. Oh, well, you know, so-and-so on television. I don't care what that heathen on television said. It's about the word and will and Holy Spirit of God, kids. Amen? Amen? Finally, be strong. Be powerful. That word's actually dynamite. Okay? In the, in the Lord and in his mighty dynamite or power. Okay? Verse 11. Put on the full armor of God. We'll get to that in a minute. So that you can take your stand. There comes a day. They talk about this bullying in school. And I love that they tell the bullies not to be bullies. And they sit there and they laugh. Let me help you with something. There are always going to be bullies. Because there are always insecure people. And insecure people are bullies. You know, that's what thugs are. Thugs are insecure people trying to be tough on the outside. Okay, all right? I don't know why I got there. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. Next week, we are going to talk about footholds and strongholds. And when I first started thinking about this and I felt like that's what God wanted me to do next week, I was like, what? That's going to be powerful. Because a lot of people really don't understand the footholds and the strongholds that God ha- uh, Satan has in their lives. They really don't. They don't see it. And then they surround themselves with enough people that got footholds and strongholds and they get normalized. Okay? We've got to be very careful. Okay? The devil's schemes. Verse 12. For our struggle. Somebody say amen. amen. Got to listen to this. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I want you to know something. I want you to understand something. You can't actually see your enemy. You don't, I don't see, you can't see him. The only one that can see him is the one you should be listening to. Okay? And he instructs you through his word and his spirit. And the bottom line is, when you get that down and you hunker down in him, he will give you the presence and the sense to know where the enemy is and where you can strike. Are you with me? 
All right? Guys, we got to get this one. I see so many churches divided over such important things like the color of the carpet. Oh, don't laugh, people. What happened in this church? Okay? I heard about that 40 years ago. Okay? Let me tell you what that is. Stupid! I don't care about your opinion. I care about his opinion. That makes sense. I love you enough to not so worry about your opinion as I worry about his opinion. I hear this all the time. You don't love people very much. No, I do love people. That's why I pay attention to the one that's really important. So that I can instruct and lead them in him. Not in them. We got too much of this mush in the church. You know, oh, well, they might get their feelings hurt. Well, get saved and grow up. No, I'm serious. Is anybody mad at me right now? Good. This is, this is, this got to stop. Because our kids don't need to see that trash. They need to see holiness. They need to see love. They need to see something they ain't going to find nowhere else. And that only happens when there's a decision made. All the trash in my life stops now. All the trash in my marriage stops now. All the trash in my home stops now. All the trash that goes on through me at my job stops now. All the trash that doesn't belong in my world stops now. You see, we got so many dangling participles. Remember that trash in Florida between Bush and Gore? Remember that? Dangling chads. And all the mess, those stupid little... Don't laugh, it happens in our lives too. We leave stuff hanging out there. Did you ever do that? Did your wife or husband ever say something to you that ticked you off? And you didn't say nothing? And that little piece of infection just starts to infect. And it starts to get ingrained. And after a while, you can't remember what it is, but you know you're ticked. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Most of you sitting there going, yeah, I've done that. (laughs) We were hoping for that day. Even the little stuff, guys. Satan loves the little stuff. We're going to talk about those next week in footholds. He loves those little things. Oh, ain't that, I, you know, I only hate them a little. Don't that sound stupid to you? It's only a little cancer. Gay's had it three times. That's a dumb statement. Isn't it? <laughs> right? Are you awake? Are you listening to me? All right. She's got kind of woke her out of her stupor. But you hear what I'm saying? It's got to stop. It's got to stop in your family. It's got to stop in your church. You need to stop it. I was walking by some guys yesterday. They said, well, ask the preacher. I said, don't ask the preacher. Oh, yeah, that's what the preacher needs. The more junk in his life. Deal with it. Are you with me? If there's a gossip in your church, confront that gossip and say, you will stop now. Or I will stand up before the whole church and name your name. 
that's not nice. No, but you know what? That stops the foolishness. You understand what I'm saying? No matter where we are, at the school. Man, when stuff happens, stop. Because if I let one ding-dong do something, i got to let all the ding-dong do something. Does that make sense to you? You know, not Jenna, not that you're a ding-dong. Don't get me wrong, okay? I ain't saying that. But you hear what I'm saying. It's got to stop. You've got to make a stand. I've got to move on or I'll be here all day. Um, did I read that? Huh? Therefore, put on the full armor of God. We'll talk about that on armor in a second. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand. Are you hearing what he's saying? Paul's saying, listen, there comes a time. Am I doing something wrong? Oh, she's sitting there going like this. I thought she was going to give me a karate chop when I got home. (laughs) It does happen too. No, I'm just kidding. There comes a time when you're prepared, and it's time to look at the enemy and say, you're done. You're done. All right, in the name of Jesus. All right, we'll just, uh, yeah. It's kind of what I meant. I'll preach, thank you. But you hear what I'm saying. And there's too many of us allowing this junk to kind of hang around our minds and our hearts and our lives and our churches and our homes and our marriages and our finances. And it's time to say enough. Enough. So stand firm then. With the belt of truth buckled around your waist. All right, guys. All right, we're going out to battle. All right, and I'm going to tell you, this is going to be a very violent sermon. Okay? And you know what? I'm okay with that because the violence on the other side has been bringing violence on our side, and we just kind of been standing there looking stupid, looking weak. Oh, I hope he doesn't beat me up this week. Are you kidding? We should be whooping him. All right? You see, back at Jesus' time, men wore what I call man dresses. You know, they were them things. Remember those things? And in the movies, we think, oh, isn't that cute? But man, when you're going to war, you're going to fight. The bottom line is that man dress is not the best thing to have on. Okay? And the bottom line is what you do with this man, what did you do with this man belt? What you do with this belt of truth is you put it around and you put it around and you tuck everything in into the truth of God that his Holy Spirit leads you to. Because the bottom line is you get out in that battle and you've got stuff hanging all over the place and you've got distraction and you've got distortion and you've got junk. The bottom line is you're in trouble. Are you with me? Too many of us got this stuff in our minds and our hearts and our lives. We got stuff hanging out there and every time we get in a good spiritual scrap, we lose because, oh, well, I got to get this out of the way. He's like, yeah, baby. You know, no. No. We got to tuck all that in, kids. 
We need to listen to the truth of God through his Holy Spirit. And when he shows us there's things in our lives that are going to do nothing but distract and get in our way and keep us from being effective warriors, then the bottom line is we need to tuck it in and not play games with it. Are you with me? You say, well, you're talking awful violent. Well, we better get violent because the, the, you better believe Satan's wreaking havoc, not only in the world, but in our churches. Because we've played stupid little games with these things. We've allowed mediocre people and preachers to talk us out of telling the truth. It's time to get our act together and become the great warriors that we really need to become. Are you with me? Then we put on the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is a wonderful thing. I could talk 10 hours about righteousness. Righteousness is awesome. Righteousness is God's, is God's will and God's way and God's mind all the way back and all the way forward, okay? And the bottom line is the only way you're ever going to win in spiritual warfare or in life is to be in the center of God's righteousness. And there's only one person that can get you to that. And that's Jesus Christ himself, and he can, and he already did everything that was necessary. So this morning, if you're not there and you want to win, you need to connect with him and say, God, save me, sanctify me, and place me in the center of your righteousness. The word even talks about clothe me in your righteousness. It's his holiness, it's it's his will, it's his way, all kind of packed in together. And that becomes what we call a breastplate. Thank you. And what? That was good timing. Well, breastplate. Ooh. Hear what I'm saying. But this is something you need to learn to become confident with. And this is a word we need to get used to. The bottom line is we need to be out there. And guys, you've got to understand. You've got to start with the little stuff. Just like with David, David took on the lion and the bear. Why? Because Goliath was coming. And God knew what he was going to need to deal with Goliath. Let me help you with something. I love you, and I've got to tell you this. I don't mean to be a bummer, but Goliath is coming. And God wants to prepare you for Goliath, and he wants to to prepare you to be able to take that dude down and cut his head off. Are you with me? Is everybody with me? He took on the lion and the bear so he knew exactly how to deal with that giant. Okay? Right? We need to, when we need to get out there and do those small skirmishes. So when it comes, we know that breastplate is on. It is firm. It is tight. You know, when I was playing football, we, we called it strapping up, baby. And the bottom line is you have to understand something. You can't have shoulder pads and pit pads and knee pads and, and all these kind of things in your helmet all loose. Your son played football. You know what I'm saying. If it's loose, you're in trouble. In fact, it's probably worse having that on than not having it on if it's loose. And it's the same way with this. We need to have that bad boy strapped up. We need to be ready anytime, any moment, because I promise you, Satan doesn't come and say, I'm coming. He doesn't do like our government and the media and say, we're going to bomb you next week. You know, he comes when it's most opportune for him. And when he figures I'm least ready.
So that, ba- that bad boy, that, that, that breastplate that covers the heart and the vital organs needs to be strapped on. Are you in righteousness? Is the breastplate of righteousness strapped on in your life? I know it just sounds silly, but the bottom line is we ought to go through this every morning. Is it tight? Is it tight? <clears throat> you know, instead of me, I've got to go. <gasps> no, I'm just kidding. But you hear what I'm saying? Very, very, very important. The best plate of righteousness, is it in place? Verse, verse 15. And with your feet, are they, are they ready? The, the, the readiness that comes through the gospel of peace. You've got to have your footing right all the time. When you're playing a sport, okay, if you've got your feet and you're out there doing this number, and the baseball goes over there, you're in deep trouble. No, I'm serious. You ever seen a boxer get his footing all messed up? Not only does he look goofy, but he goes down. We've got to have our spiritual, emotional, mental feet ready. Is is everybody with me? Or is this this a little too violent for you? No, I'm serious. He's going to wreak havoc in your life if you don't wake up. Put those shoes on. Do you ever have somebody step on your foot? Do you ever have somebody stomp on your foot? Stepping on your toes bad enough. Stomping on the inward part of your foot. I don't know about you, but I think that hurts. Are you with me? It hurts. Did you ever try to be effective in the fight or the game when you've hurt your foot? One time I was, I was preparing for a marathon. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I didn't run a marathon. I just kind of jogged a marathon. Kind of in between a walk and a jog. Right? But I did it. Huh? And in the middle of training for that, I got this thing called plantar's fasciitis. That is a fun thing. It, it actually feels like, and I'm not kidding, it actually feels like when you step down, like somebody's sticking a knife in the bottom of your foot. Now try to continue to train for a marathon with plantar's fasciitis. All right? Proves what a man I am, right? Huh? I thought that's funny. I want you to get this. Your feet need to be protected, and your feet need to be ready for battle. Because if you're not, he's going to bowl you over. And I mean daily. The very time you think he ain't coming, he's coming. Amen? Are you with me? Next verse, please. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Folks, we've got to have confidence and we need to have practiced with our shield. You see, if we walk out there and we put a shield over our arm and we've not practiced in the little stuff, if we've not practiced the practice, if we've not practiced, it's like Roy going out and and shooting arrows at little old Bambies, you know? Just kidding, man. But seriously, if you've not practiced, how many deer do you think you're going to get? Seriously, that's just silly, Right? What's the same way with his shield? You need to know that when those flaming arrows of temptation, 
Those flaming arrows come at your weakness. Those flaming arrows come at you. You need to know, I am practiced. I have the speed. I am in the ready. No matter what he sends at me, I'm ready for whatever comes at me. Amen? Are you with me? Are you practiced? Are you living in faith in those very little things that don't seem like a big deal? But you know what? That's when you're practicing. Are you practicing when those little dynamics of temptation come your way? And they do. And you're able to take that shield and go, no, 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 no. Are you with me? You see, this is something that I think needs to be said. There are too many people that talk about armor, but they've never put it on and practiced. And if you've never put it on and practiced, how do you think you're going to win this war? Well, the, not the war. The war's already won by Jesus Christ, but the, this fight. And there's too many people running around getting whooped in these fights. They're just barely hanging on. They're all beat up. They're all down. They're all depressed. They don't know how to handle it. Because, Fred, you've not put on the armor and decided to stand. Are you with me? Are you with me? Next one, honey. I don't appreciate y'all's attitude. (laughs) Take the helmet of salvation. Let's just sit in that one. Your mind has to be right. Your mind's got to be right. You know, when I was playing ball and I was pitching and somebody came up the bat and I just knew they were going to hit a home run, I was kind of defeated before I started, wasn't I? You know, and there were some dudes that could really hit. You know, and the bottom line is, if my, my head's not in the ball game and I'm already defeated, I'm defeated. Amen? If my mind's not clear, I'm out here throwing a, the baseball and my mind's out there on some girl or something, then the bottom line is, I probably wasn't real effective pitching that baseball. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just all kinds of stuff that your mind can be filled with. Are you with me? Not anymore, honey. It's just you, baby. But hear what I'm saying. Is your mind right? And the only way to get your mind right is through the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Okay? There is so much junk in this world. There is so much trash on television. There is so much junk on radio. I can't stand politics. I can't stand these people because they're just crazy. We shouldn't have our mind focused on that. We should have our mind focused on one person. And that's Jesus Christ. And following in his footsteps. And allowing him to bring to my mind and making it into his mind. And it's like 2 Corinthians chapter 10 says, I need to allow him to take my mind and bring his discipline and his power so that I take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ to the point that I punish anything that's not obedient. That's clarity. When you go out on the battlefield, you better have a clear mind. Because if you start drifting, the enemy knows it and he's going to take, he's absolutely going to take advantage of that. Are you with me? You know, we need to talk. We need to think about these things. We need to talk about these things. We need to lift each other up on these things. Look at each other. Is your mind clear? 
You ever been talking to a person you knew it wasn't him? He was somewhere else. You know? We need to, we need to have clarity here. Amen? We need to have clarity. And then we need to learn to take up the sword of the Spirit. And instead of sitting around wondering if he's going to get us, we need to do a little slicing of our own. (laughs) You're so violent. Yeah, how's that standing there letting him whoop you working? How'd it work for this week for these poor people that got shot when Satan took over that man's mind and heart? No, I'm serious. No, I'm serious. You know, folks, we need to absolutely take up the sword of the Spirit, the very word of God, the very logos of God, the very, actually the word here for word is rama. And the bottom line is we need to allow God to be speaking to us all the time because he knows what the enemy is about to do and he will give us the ability to absolutely pierce him with our sword, the word of God, and to be able to kill him rather than him begin slicing us. Folks, remember what we talked about last week. He ate out to mess with you a little bit. He is out to devour and destroy you. He ain't out to mess with your marriage. He's out to destroy your marriage. He isn't out to mess with your character or your ethics. He is out to devour and destroy your character and your ethics. He ain't out to mess with your finances. He's out to destroy you financially. Are you with me? We got too many people calling themselves Christians and they are asleep to that. They don't realize that. They need to wake up. They need to look the enemy in the eye and say this. I'm ready and you're done. No more. You ain't bringing your trash to my kids anymore because where my kids don't know how to fight, I do. And I will defend them no matter what. You ain't ever coming at my spouse because the bottom line is where they may be weak, I'm ready and I will defend them. You ain't coming at my neighbors and my friends anymore. The bottom line is I'm ready. You're done. Are you with me? Are you with me? No more. You ain't coming at my church ever again. Never, ever, ever is it going to be the disoriented mess that it once was. Never. Never. That hatred, that bitterness, that separation, that goofiness, that gossip, that slander will never, ever, ever define my church or any church that I'm associated with again. Ever. And if nobody else will stop it, I will. Because I'm not going to say, go talk to the preacher. I'm going to say, you're done. I am that man. I am that woman. I have been suited up with the armor, and we have practiced. And today, I'm making that stand. Amen? Are you?
This is a good speech. Good speech. But that's all it is if we don't take it and use it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Every person around you, from your spouse to your kids to your neighbors to your friends to your church people, your body, they need people to stand up. And they need, to, to, to get, they need people to stand up and say, nope, don't worry about it. If you need an example, I'm that example. I'm strapping up. I'm prepared. I've practiced. I'm there for you. I got your back. Amen? I'm lifting you up. If you don't see the enemy, I'll see him for you, and I'll smack him for a while while you're getting ready. Are you with me? You know, enough of this confusion. Enough of this turmoil. Enough of this church junk that doesn't matter. Are you with me? Okay. You know what matters? That we're getting people saved straight out of sin. That we're seeing saints sanctified wholly, completely. And that God Almighty is glorified. Are you with me? Are you with me? Father, good speech. Help it to become a good sermon. Help it to become life. Help us to go out of here this week and open up Ephesians and make sure that we know that we've strapped on the armor and it's tight. And we're prepared and we're practiced and we're ready for whatever the enemy does or attacks me with so that I can not only defend myself, but I can take the fight to him. And I can protect people around me because I'm in you and you're in us and you will let us know where the enemy is operating and how he is operating. Thank you, Lord. For this segment of your word. Now Lord help us to go live it. Thank you Father. And all God's people said. Amen. Amen.